It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! <laughs> Waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs> well, good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt, and you're streaming the morning side hug. Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly. Christian. We are a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com and today's show we're gonna we're gonna kind of dabble about the question of is this pandemic a judgment from God? Uh, we won't be diving too terribly deep. We're just gonna kind of surface level this question, kind of talk some of this stuff out. But it is just me today. I'm flying solo, so today this episode is going to be shortened. You know, we're not going to talk a whole lot. There's going to be a lot more music this morning for you. Uh, but we are, we're social distancing. Mo's not here this morning. Uh, so today and tomorrow, we're going to have shortened episodes. Today, we'll talk about something serious. Tomorrow, we'll talk about something fun. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have a Best of Matt and Mo episode, our first volume of this uh, new best of setup. And then on Thursday, we'll have a normal throwback Thursday episode where you'll at least be able to hear Mo's voice, even if it's from the past. But uh, before we get into any of that, today is Monday, April 6th, and it is National Student Athlete Day. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like this is a sad time to celebrate Student Athlete Day, right? Uh, yeah, because all, all student sports have been canceled. Even, even the Olympics have been canceled. All sports, everything has been canceled, uh, which is a big bummer. And uh, I'm reading through the copy on, on this holiday, and it says, you know, it was started by the National Consortium for Athletics and Sports. This day celebrates the student-athletes who excel both on the field and in the classroom. Get yourself an athlete that can do both. And then give them a huge hug, high five. <coughs> we can't do either of those. Oh, I got the corona. No, I have a cold. Uh, <laughs> so I apologize for that. Uh, but we can't, yeah, can't, can't uh, give them a hug, can't give them a high five. And they can't even excel in, in the classroom anymore. Oh, gosh. I'm becoming a sad sack. Oh, basically what we're trying to say is go show the student-athletes in your life some love, especially nowadays, because this is just a rough time. It's a rough time. Uh, let's, whew, that was rough. Let's move on. Uh, let's do some five random facts. Oh, fact number one, people who regularly get less than six hours of sleep increase their chances of dying by 12% over a 25-year period. Oh, gracious. Yeah, so like I said, I have a cold. And I know it's a cold. I know it's not coronavirus because I've got all the congestion and all the gross snot and wet coughs and all that great stuff that you obviously want to hear about this early in the morning. <laughs> no fever and none of that other stuff. <clears throat> but uh, because I have this cold, it's been keeping me awake at night. It's been a rough last few days. 
And, uh, yeah, this just makes me feel great. I'm increasing my chances of dying. Uh, fact number two, when people talk to themselves in the third person, they are better able to control their thoughts, feelings, and behavior, according to researchers from Michigan State University. That kind of makes sense, talking to yourself uh, as if you were conversing with another person as a way of calming you down, focusing you. Yeah, I think I do that every now and then. Fact number three, on average, people who get out of bed at 7 a.m. perform better at work, tend to be happier, less stressed, and thinner. You know, uh, of course, you know, this is on average, but I do believe that whenever I set a specific time to get out of bed, which usually is 7 a.m., and I do that consistently every day, that tends to be the case. I tend to be more alert. I tend to have less stress. Uh, I tend to be a little more joyful throughout the day, or it takes it takes at least a lot longer for me to get to the point where I'm irritable. And uh, those are usually the weeks that I do really good on my eating habits. So, yeah, 7 a.m., folks, who knew? Fact number four, the little boy who voiced Bambi became the youngest ever drill instructor in the Marines and served three tours in Vietnam. And lastly, false awakening is when you dream that you've woken up, but you're still in a deep sleep. And that's usually the worst because, you know, I'm not going to get into it. It's a long story and it'd be better if there was someone else to share that story with me. You know what? This is going to be an awkward morning. Stick around. This segment didn't go as planned, but the next two segments we're going to actually be talking about is this pandemic a judgment from god uh we're gonna we're gonna ask that question is there stuff like this in the bible uh is there a reason to believe that god is angry with us as a as a world we're gonna kind of surface level talk about all this kind of stuff so stick around join us again at the top of the hour but until then enjoy much more music this monday uh yeah i'll be back Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug here on BackRowRadio.com. Once again, I'm Matt, and I'm flying solo today. We're having kind of shortened segments. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about, uh, during this and the next segment, is this COVID-19 pandemic a, a judgment from God? Uh, it, it's certainly, as we've been saying over the past couple weeks, it's certainly a very strange and scary situation. Uh, this is this is the kind of stuff that we see in science fiction about you know future apocalyptic times. You know we're hearing commercials from fast food places that are saying stay inside, stop the spread of the virus, and that's kind of weird stuff where society is just used to this kind of apocalyptic thing. That you see in science fiction movies. And it's, it's, it's a little chilling when you think about that kind of thing. Stop the spread of the virus. Stay inside your homes. That's terrifying. It's, it's genuinely terrifying when you think about it for too long, as I tend to do. And so, in the midst of that, in the midst of all this, this, this panic, all this radical social change, 
uh, you know, I work in a church. Churches closed down every single week. Weeks on end, no churches. I've never seen that happen in my life. And it's, it's kind of terrifying. Being afraid to go to Walmart without wearing a mask. And knowing that even if you wanted to wear a mask, if you didn't buy some in the first two days, you likely can't find any right now. People hoarding toilet paper as if they'll be locked in bunkers for the rest of their lives. I just don't understand. But it's this weird panic that makes us think maybe, maybe this is God saying, I'm casting this judgment upon the whole world. So let's look at that. Let's look at that aspect. Has that really happened in the Bible in the past? Now, of course, we, we know that God has sent, uh, has sent plagues, has sent uh, curses to people in the Bible. But has anything like this, like this global curse ever occurred? What's the first thing that pops into your mind? The flood. The flood was a global curse. And then we also see things like in the story of Moses in Egypt, where uh, God sent, you know, plagues, uh, locusts and frogs and the death of the firstborn and, and all these things uh, against Egypt because they wouldn't uh, release the Israelite people. They were, they were enslaving the Israelites. Uh but when we look at all these individually, we see some key differences. In fact, most of the, most of the plagues and, and curses that I see in the Bible, even the flood, isn't actually a global curse where everybody is in danger. It's typically one of two cases, either... It's somebody who is harming his chosen people and God is casting a, a curse or a judgment upon them or the curse is focused on God's chosen people because they time and time again turn away from God. So let me tell you a few that I, I recognize. We got the Sodom and Gomorrah thing. Of course, that was a judgment. We had the flood where practically the whole world was judged except for Noah and his family, the, the one righteous that was left. Then we have stuff like the story that's around uh, the verse Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. That, that verse, that was about God basically letting people experience the consequences of their actions, letting his chosen people get captured, go into Babylonian exile, and hopefully realize that they needed their God. He said, you'll go into exile, you will be a slave, and then you will realize your need for me, and you will call out to me, and I will be uh, found by you. And that's when that verse comes in, because I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. God was, was giving them over to their sin, playing the long game 
of hoping that this would help them realize their need for him and return to him. And in fact, he knew that's what would happen. Now, I could be wrong. I could be missing something, but I don't really recall anything where, in, in the past anyway, where a judgment has been poured out upon the whole earth from God until you get to the book of Revelation. And the book of Revelation is supposed to be in the future and in the end days. And so then the question becomes, is this a harbinger of the end days? Is this one of the bold judgments of God that he's pouring out over the whole earth before the end times come upon us? Or is it just a wake-up call? Is it a judgment on America for, for its sin, for, for maybe for a, you know, abortion or, or our embracing homosexuality or, or all, these, all these other things that you know, us as Christians over the years have definitely warned against and now have become so commonplace that to talk about them as biblically sinful is seen as hate speech, is seen as as, uh, anti-human. Is God trying to wake us up? I've seen all these theories being being bandied about by different Christians, and and, uh, it's possible that to a degree some of them are right. But coming up in the next hour, we're we're really going to examine this, this specific instance, this coronavirus, this COVID-19 thing, and really look Does this fit in the realm of judgment from God? So stick around for that. Join me again at the top of the hour, and we will really dive deeper into this topic. Until then, enjoy some more music. I'll see you in a few. back to the morning side hug on backrowradio.com once again i am matt and today on the show we are talking about the covid19 the coronavirus uh, pandemic and asking the question is this a judgment from god could the coronavirus be one of god's judgments judgments sorry i have a cold and it's making it hard to talk judgments against the earth as some tend to be wondering uh you know the only other real, true, global instance where every single person was affected by this curse that I can think of. You know, we talked about the flood, and the flood doesn't technically count, because while the whole earth was uh, affected, the judgment did not apply to Noah and his family. And so there were people that... God spared, and it was a specific judgment upon specific people. To have this pandemic that's spreading across the whole globe now, that seems to be a different situation. So the only other situation in the Bible that I can think of, and I might be wrong, and if I'm wrong, comment, let me know, send us a message. But the only other global situation I can think of is Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, and then every human that was alive on that earth 
was cursed. But of course, that was two humans. And then it was every human that came after that. And that's kind of a different situation. That was almost a curse of the future. This is definitely a curse of the present, something that will uh, pass. And so is this actually a curse from God, or is it just one of the things that kind of has arisen out of that original sin? Because, of course, all pandemics, all earthquakes, cancer, birth defects, every malady that we face, it might not be attributed to individual sin, but it all will trace back to that original sin. Uh it's just part of the, the whole deal with sickness and, and degradation, and that's, that's kind of what we saw as one of the consequences of that first sin. <clears throat> there are times in the Bible, and we talked about this, where there are some disasters that are a response to specific sins. Uh, we talked about Sodom and Gomorrah. We talked about uh, the global flood. Uh, we had Miriam struck with leprosy in Numbers 12. We had Lot's wife disobeying God, turning back to, to look at the place they were leaving and turning into a pillar of salt. We had um, Nineveh escaping by the skin of its teeth and, and not being judged. We had Jonah himself running from God's command and getting swallowed by a big fish. You know, we had we had all this... All these instances, specific instances, where a specific sin brings a specific judgment. And so while a few people may be coming to that kind of conclusion with this situation that we're in now, it's kind of a dangerous game to play. We cannot just conclusively say that, yes, this is definitely God's judgment on the world or on America or on any given country um, because it's not clear. And to make that kind of presumption is reckless. It's dangerous. Like we can say, uh, for example, this, is, this was written by uh, a pastor out of First Dallas, First Baptist Dallas. He said, I can say with all confidence that God hates the sin of abortion. The Bible says that you shall not murder and equates the unborn child with the small child after birth. I can also say in the past, God has judged nations that have killed their children, as illustrated in Jeremiah 1. I can also say that God hasn't changed, and therefore America is in danger of God's judgment for abortion. But what I cannot say is that the coronavirus is God's judgment against America for the sin of abortion or for any other sin. That is presumption. And that's true. <clears throat> we can't presume that every bad thing that happens is a judgment from God. Now, could God use this situation to wake some of us up? Absolutely. God can use all things for his glory. But I'm more apt to believe that that's going to happen on an individual basis and not a, a global one, not an, or an, even a national one. For instance, you know, uh, we, we talk about the show Celebrate Recovery a lot. That's a program that we're in, uh, that I've been in for, for over 10 years now, uh, maybe even longer than that. Yeah, I think it's 14 years. 14 years I've been a part of Celebrate Recovery. And <clears throat> for most of those 14 years, I've been going to a weekly meeting. Uh, in the last few years, I've been leading them. And 
we have people that need to come every week because they get their their inspiration to keep living their life a better way, to keep running to God instead of their bad habits. And suddenly, out of nowhere, all the Celebrate Recoveries are canceled. One of the big draws of Celebrate Recovery is that we're there, we're there every single week. You can count on it. We have our meetings on Thursday nights. We're there on Thanksgiving. We're there if Christmas falls on Thursday. We're there. You know, we're going to be there for anyone who needs that help. And then suddenly, now it's not safe. It's not safe to be in a building, to be next to people, to be close to people. And so we can't meet. Now we can throw devotionals up each week, and hopefully that'll help. And and uh, some are trying to do some sort of Zoom call for small groups, but it's really difficult to ensure that those are safe and confidential and and anonymity is a big deal and it's just hard to hard to really control and so there's a lot of people who are realizing oh goodness gracious i haven't been focused enough on my recovery because there are a lot of tough steps you know those 12 steps aren't easy and one of them is like get a sponsor get an accountability partner Build this team of accountability around you in case there's a time that you can't go to your meetings. But typically when we think of that, we think of it as like in case you're sick or, you know, or the meetings have to close for a couple weeks, not there are no more meetings ever until this entire pandemic is gone and who knows how long that's going to take. And so God might be using this opportunity to teach some of those folks, hey, you need to focus in. You need to take this more seriously. You need to get accountability. And you need to work together with your brothers and sisters to better yourself. That's just one example that hits close to home that could be God using this situation as a wake-up call to better somebody, to better one of his followers. It could also be a wake-up call to somebody who's a workaholic, who spends too much time at work and not enough time with their family. And now suddenly... They're on furlough and they're having to spend more time with their family because they can't leave the house. Maybe this is a wake up call for a lot of them to realize what they're missing. It might be simply a wake up call about somebody's health. I had one of those recently myself. I got diagnosed with diabetes last November and now suddenly a virus is around that you know, mostly is super dangerous for older people, but also dangerous for people with underlying conditions like diabetes. And so that makes me kind of terrified. So while I definitely would not say that this is a, a global judgment from God, I definitely would say that God is moving in this, that God can use this in everyone's individual life. Who knows, hopefully, this will even inspire some people who have been on the fence about, you know, accepting that gift of grace from God to make the commitment, to make that step. But one thing that we can say for sure is that this is not one of the plagues of Revelation or the end times. The world has suffered pandemics before, global pandemics. You recall, we've talked, I'm sure people have talked about it a lot uh, in your circles, the Spanish flu 
You know, that infected 500 million people, killed as many as 50 million in 1918 and 1919. But that wasn't one of God's final judgments. It's been a whole other century. And neither is the coronavirus, COVID-19. The stage has not been set yet for Revelation. There's a lot of things that are supposed to fall into place. Whether you're post-trib or pre-trib, that doesn't really matter. There's a lot of things that are supposed to fall into place in kind of a distinct order. And pretty much any interpretation of Revelation being the end times, those global judgments of plagues and earthquakes and all that, that comes later. (laughs) Now, this situation that we're in could get a lot worse. In fact, it likely will. Uh, In most places in America, this, this thing isn't supposed to peak for another two weeks. Uh, And even then, those models change every single day. So we don't really know. You know, uh, I feel like it was a week and a half ago, the president was hopeful that we'd all be back uh, to normal by Easter. And now it's not until the beginning of May. And even then, that's still kind of a hopeful guess. And so we're all going stir crazy and we all don't really know how much further this is going to go. Walmarts all across America are now uh, limiting how many people can come into their stores at once. It feels just very scary. But remember 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So don't be overwhelmed. Don't let this fear paralyze you. This is going to pass. This is going to go by the wayside eventually. They're working on vaccines. They're working on better tests. And already we've seen that the initial assumption of this virus and of how deadly it is was way overestimated. Once we get down to the final numbers, we're going to likely find out that this is about on par with the normal flu that we see every year. The only reason for the increased panic now is because there's nobody who's immune and there are no vaccines. When we normally have that in the flu. The flu, we get those different strains, but a lot of the strains are similar. Sometimes if we've had the flu, we have an immunity built up and we won't catch a similar strain that comes along. Or we get the flu shot and hopefully that covers the specific strain that's going to be dominant that year and we don't catch it then. And we'll find that this is going to be a similar situation with the coronavirus, with COVID-19, is that we're going to have to judge if this is going to be a yearly thing, see if we need to add that to our vaccine list every year, and uh, we'll acclimate. We'll get used to it. Things will get back to normal. God is still in his heaven in control. 
So I challenge you, in this time, though we wouldn't say that this is a curse from God, examine if God is trying to tell you something in this time. Is God using this situation to help improve you? Really think about it. Really pray on it. Even ask God in your prayers, show me how I can be a better man, a better woman, and a better child of God in the midst of all this chaos. Stick around. we got a lot more music coming up, and at the end of the hour, I will be back to close out the show. back to the morning side hug as our show is coming to a close for today but first i want to share with you something that i love and that is mountain dew zero sugar baja blast baja blast is back it comes back every year in the in the summertime but this year they've released the zero sugar version and i might have already i, I might have already used this i think it was just the mountain dew zero sugar but golly it's so good but what stinks is that they had the only place they've had the zero sugar version is at my Walmart and they had it in 12 packs for like one day. I bought two of them, one for work and one for home. And now I'm out of them. And now all I can find are the occasional 20 ounce bottles at Walmart in their little impulse buy uh, drink things. And it's killing me. Mostly in the wallet because I'm buying every one of them that I can find. Uh, I am drinking this stuff like it's only around for this week. <laughs> I've got I've got a bag of six bottles sitting right next to me as we speak, and they will likely all be gone by tomorrow. Uh, but it's so dang good. I don't know what it is. It's almost like it's. I was talking this about my wife. I was, talking, I was talking about this with my wife, that it drinks really fast. Like, compared to other, like, sodas, I'll be done with this, this Zero Sugar Baja Blast, twice as fast as anything else. If I'm having it with a meal, it's, like, gone halfway through my meal. And I don't understand how that happens. It's a scam. It's a scam. Or maybe it's just that good and I just cannot stop myself from gulping it down. But either way, if you're a fan of Baja Blast and you like that zero sugar version, go check it out at Walmart. Hopefully they'll have the zero sugar for you. I've seen the Baja Blast at other stores, but I haven't found the zero sugar version at any other store. So I don't know if it's Walmart exclusive or not or if people just stores just don't want to take the risk of buying it because it's such a, a niche product. But uh, go check Walmart. Check it out. Uh, they'll at least have the 20-ounce bottles up at the front, I believe, nationwide. Uh, good stuff. Let's do a Bible verse for the day to close out. Let's do Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
Thank you for joining me. There is a Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. Our free podcast for the Morning Side Hug is still undergoing some changes in that we are adding a bunch of back episodes, uh, episodes we're titling before the Morning Side Hug, the Back Row Morning Show. That was the show that Matt, uh, Matt and Mo, that me and Mo did every single week before we launched the Morning Side Hug uh, at the beginning of this year. Uh, but it was essentially the same show, a lot of the same stuff. Uh, we just kind of refocused, repackaged this year. Uh, so you can hear a lot of classic episodes, starting with our very first one, which started in August of 2018. We're adding all those to the feed. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search The Morning Side Hug. Or go to BackRowRadio.com and go to the Morning Side Hug page, and you'll find all the links there as well as the most recent episodes of the show. If you love what we do here at The Morning Side Hug and Back Row Radio as a whole, we would ask you to please consider partnering with us at BackRowRadio.com slash partner. There are several tiers with different rewards and incentives, but even just committing to donate $1 a month will get you in our private Facebook group, The Scoop, and get you our private podcast feed where you'll get our exclusive Throwback Thursday podcast and bonus content. Also, hey, you want to rep Back Row Radio? Get a shirt, get a mug, get a sweatshirt or a sticker or something cool like that? Go to backrowradio.com slash ODG. We have a cool collaboration with ODG Apparel that uh, they're our exclusive seller of merch nowadays. So go check that out again. Backrowradio.com slash ODG. ODG. That is it for the show we'll be back tomorrow and we hope you will too once again i am matt and for mo remember that jesus loves you and if you see us around we'd love a side hug bye